Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's hype y'all up a little bit. It's Monday. Get out that funk. We about to shut down the whole city anyway, so I need y'all to tune in. It's Monday. It's Courtside Radio. Y'all know what's up. It's Shice right in the building, a.k.a. Bruce Courtside, a.k.a. The Lady Sitter, a.k.a. Bruce on the Loose, a.k.a. All that other stuff. We turn it up today. We got a lot to talk about. The NBA season is right around the corner. We at the Good News Radio Station 2. PG, man, turn up, bro. What's good? Hey, what's the deal, my beautiful people out there? Tuning in to Courtside Radio. I know it's your favorite show by now. So your favorite podcast radio show is here with the PG and, of course, Bruce on the ones and twos. But it's Mike Kelly, the PG here, the Magic Johnson of the show, to make sure this thing is showtime. Every time you listen to Courtside Radio on the mic, hey, we got the city on lock, man. You remember that track, City on Lock? Man. Throwback boy, wow! But, you over here bringing? Hey, I didn't know but, you was old enough. Hey, that that was heat. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I know it's Gorilla Black's little brother. But we got the city on lock, and of course we got our guy tapping in all the way from Tennessee, Mister Inglewood himself. Uh, we might have to take that title away, man. Because now nah, I guess Paul Pierce left, so you can keep that title. So Mister Inglewood himself, Mister Adam Pappy, what's the deal, Mike? <laughs> what's good? What's good? Courtside Radio, you already know we in the building. Got my guys, Mike Hill, Bruce, Shice Wright, DJ All Time. And uh, we got some fuego for y'all. You know what it is. Courtside Radio, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of new, new, new coming to you. And uh, we'll keep you updated, let you know what's popping. Hey, and you know we don't play no games when we hop on this mic. It's always fire. Fuego, like Mike likes to say whenever we in the stew we kind of like rappers almost you know like when Jay-Z walk in the booth and he walk out everybody know what happened yeah. that's how Courtside is like when we leave like, people we know that was fire yeah. <laughs> booth smoking <laughs> studio on fire when we leave hey, they, they gotta call the fire department I got department. my swagger back you Man, know what it is they, they know the deal shout out to uh, speaking of swagger shout out to Lil Wayne No Ceilings 3 I haven't heard it yet. Oh, you gotta tap in. I haven't heard it because it wasn't on Apple, so I didn't. I didn't get a chance. To yeah, it's to on that piff. Uh, live mixtapes. Live mixtapes. I got that yeah. piff. I got that. Piff. Yeah, it's on that piff. So I, I tapped into it. So, hey, shout out to Lil Wheezy, man. But Courtside Radio is here, and the NBA season is right around the corner. Like Bruce said, you know how close it is. Training camp is tomorrow. Training camp is tomorrow. So, man, who are we excited about? Of course, we're excited about the Lakers defending champs. Uh, we L.A. City boys. who uh, that That's the home team and the best team in the history of the NBA. And they're, they're looking like they're the favorites once again. But other than the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, what teams are we excited about here at Courtside Radio? So, Mike, I'm going to let you tackle it first. Man, give me two or two or three teams that you're excited about going into training camp starting tomorrow. I'm excited about seeing the Golden State Warriors and their young pieces. Okay. See how that's gonna, how they're going to get acclimated to playing before Steph, and, you know, Steph gets his real runs in. And then also, I actually would love to see the Pelicans. They got to still, they still have a lot of young talent. And then outside of BI getting that that major money, you know, I would love to see because Zion is only getting better. How you gonna react after the injury and then actually having some rest from coming back and playing in the bubble and trying to get that, you know, trying to get his his feet wet. So get him a little experience, get him some more skill, and I want to see how they do in summer league and all. Not even summer summer league. Take that back. Training camp because this is about to be a hell of a season. 
No, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fiery. I love that Golden State pick because Steph Curry is back. He has no clay, but you got Wiggins, you got uh, Kelly Oubre, uh, Oubre, you got uh, Draymond Green, you have James Wiseman, the second overall pick. Like Nickelmania, got to got to think about Mania mad, madness right now. No, yeah, he's gonna be, com- he gonna be coming in giving buckets, yeah. as an assistant shooter and a go to scorer for Golden State. Yeah. I want to see how he Nico how he gonna be a nice NBA. piece, like. If he has an AI 2001 year, they can be in the Western Conference Finals even without uh, Clay Thompson if Steph Curry has an AI type of year. So I- I'm intrigued to really see, um, just to see Steph back, man. I'm excited to see Steph back. Of, cl- of course, um, Kyrie, KD. Uh, Bruce, you got you got a couple teams you're excited to see uh, going ahead and into training camp? Uh, Atlanta, of course, okay. because we talked about them last week with who they added, and also um, yes, Charlotte. I just want to see Melo, bro. I want to see what he I'm can bring you. to the table, like off the rip. I want to see like how they use him right away. I want to make sure they're not playing any funny games. I don't know if they're gonna put him at the one, two, three. Like what's gonna happen out there? You know, they got Gordon Hayward as well out there. So for those I two like teams who haven't haven't uh, haven't done much, and especially uh, I want to say Phoenix, man. I want to see Phoenix. I want to see him during yeah. the season. Because I know Chris Paul and D-Book ain't going to be doing too much in, you know, training camp. They're going to just get their feet wet, get better uh, camaraderie with their players. But, man, man, it's about to be – I'm with you. I feel like if they play LaMelo at the point, Charlotte will be a hell of a squad to watch, especially early on. Yeah, but just the fact that they're going to – you know, you have you add in Gordon Hayward, and you pray and hope that he's healthy. And if he is, you know that's a nice piece that can give you eighteen to twenty-one a game. And then you know, if Melo trying to be that rookie of the year, and then you got uh, Devontae Graham, who's coming off the a great year that he had. Uh, for me, of course, I'm you know you can say Philly because I just like Ben Simmons and and B's game uh, and Doc over there just to see what they're going to do with all the shooting around. It's two teams that I'm really intrigued to see uh, that had really good surges last year. Uh, one team being the Denver Nuggets, who made it to the conference finals where no one really had them. They're like. Is there a next step for them? Like, is is uh, Michael Porter going to be more of a consistent uh, player? Is, um, you know, uh, Murray, is he going to be able to do what he was doing in the playoffs for an entire season and do it in the playoffs again because that's what great players do? And then Jokic as well. Is Jokic, can Jokic take another step to where a lot of people aren't talking about Denver making it to the conference finals again? But if they can get everything right with Will Barton returning and, you know, the team that they they have they can be a team that really challenges the Lakers because they have depth you know then you have Murray Porter and Jokic if those guys are uh, a year better man they're going to be a tough out of even for the Los Angeles Lakers Um, then the other team being the Miami Heat like the Miami Heat made it to the finals at the beginning of the year, we were saying uh, maybe a fifth seed, fourth seed, but they made it to the NBA Finals. So yeah. can, can they run it back? You know, can they make that run? Because m- most people are saying, ah, that was just a fluke year. They won't be able to make it back. Teams like Brooklyn is there. Philly got better. You still have the Celtics. You still have uh, Giannis with Milwaukee, and you got Atlanta proven. A lot of people don't see Miami running it back. So that's another team. And then just the last one, I would say um, – 
the Timberwolves because you got the first pick, Anthony Edwards. You have Cat. You have uh, Wiggins. You know, just to see if they can finally put it all—not Wiggins, but you have D'Angelo Russell. So, so to see if they can put it all together and make a playoff run. And then uh, the last one would be the Clippers because after they 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 have been the Nate Robinson of basketball, uh, if you know what I mean. You know, during this offseason after losing, being up three-one with Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. Let's see how they're going to bounce back. So. I mean, what you honestly, guys feel? Yeah, man. Like, Clippers, like, they – it's one of those, like, prove it situations, yeah. you know? Like, and just I think it's more so because everybody had them on a straight pedestal uh, last year and basically was picking them. And I know that all goes to the Laker hate. Like, people don't want to sit here and say it because they're all Laker haters, so they'll all agree that, like, it has nothing to do with hate. People hate the Lakers. Yes. People hate LeBron James. Agreed. Like, and this is normal. I know because I used to hate LeBron James. And I had no, I would never sit here and disrespect him as a player and say he's not one of the greatest thing, pe- players I've ever seen in my entire life. Because I've never seen anybody play the way he plays. But to sit here and, and just completely, like, write the Lakers off, say they're old, say you can't do it. LeBron in year 17, he's not going to hold up. And then now it's an asterisk championship because. Nobody wants to give him credit because it was in a bubble. Whatever. Nobody cares. But also the Heat, like you said, that's big because they got there and they were able to beat teams that everybody was kind of like shocked. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't because the Heat gave every team that was supposed to be a good team last year a problem. Yeah, true. And like they knew how to defend Giannis all season. They knew what to do when they played the Lakers. Like they played very well. They actually had a lot of injuries that kind of hurt them and hampered them. But I don't think they would have been able to win in a long series against, you know, anybody on the West at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning the Lakers. I think they they would have gave some teams some tough run, but it's just gonna be curious to see, you know, if if Bam gonna take that next step, if Jimmy can be consistent throughout the year and once again in the playoffs like Murray, um, you know, and then Tyler Hero is he gonna take another step? Duncan Robinson is he gonna take? Like it's so many questions. Hero, not Robinson. He, Robinson he, was kind of I think he hit his ceiling last year pretty much of what he was doing because yeah, he was having sh- seven, shooting can translate whenever seven point seven three pointers eight three pointers <laughs> on a regular basis like yeah. all season. But Hero, are they going to give him the freedom to have a role he had because he only had that role because of injuries? True, they kind of like were like not they sure had, about they, him. They leaned on him for that because yeah. they needed that and they were missing that. But all season he wasn't getting that burn. You know, Kendrick Nunn no, was getting that burn. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Dragic was getting that burn, and then when they both went down. None with COVID and then Dragic with uh with the ankle with the foot injury. Yeah, you know it was kind of like, all right, hero, like we need you, bro. What you got for us? And he was like, I got you. And everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa bro, you averaging twenty, twenty five. And yeah. hey, Pat Riley felt that Miami would have beaten the Lakers if they were fully healthy. You know what I'm saying? If Bam didn't get hurt, they would at least took it to seven. Yeah, if Bam Dragic doesn't get hurt, he felt that they would have beat the Lakers. So it's like you know the Lakers gonna be back. You know, and at that same uh, position, let's see if Miami can do the exact same, man. So, um, but you know what they say? Let me hear it. If it was the fifth, we all be drunk. <laughs> Big facts, man. Hey, that's a good one. I'm about to steal that one. Uh, but yeah, so it's gonna be very interesting. Uh, training camp starting tomorrow for all of the NBA teams because preseason starts next week on the 10th and then the season is in a couple weeks uh december 22nd they should be dropping that schedule sometime soon man so it's gonna be very interesting to see these guys get right to work um so we're gonna move it along uh to the mamba uh kobe's delayed hall of fame induction will be in may 2021 um 
Big time story You know uh, Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant uh, And Gigi And all those who uh, Crash in the helicopter uh, Accident uh, It's gonna be one of the greatest uh, Hall of Fame classes Just off of the top names Kobe Bryant Tim Duncan Kevin Garnett And I'm pretty sure It's gonna be a couple other names But um, First what, what are you guys Words on that And then who should be the two names? Who should be the two figures to uh, to uh, talk talk Kobe and uh, help induct them into the NBA? Uh, we'll start with you, Mike. I got you. Well, I'll start off with the first part. The I feel like this would be one of the classes that we grew up watching, and when they had their peaks, had their climbs and their falls through injuries and through teams uh, not being as supportive or having the players. Like Tim Duncan took over when he needed to. We had Kobe Bean Bryant taking over every aspect of the game and being the Laker that we needed him to be, not just a scorer. He's also our all-time leader in assists. And then we have Kevin Garnett, who changed the game as one of the players who came out of high school. And he took over for Minnesota. They were very irrelevant until he got there. The big ticket brought in a lot of money. For the squad and for himself. $100 million contract, but we're going to leave that out. And then, uh, but also I'll say the two people for me who I feel like honestly will give the best reference to what Kobe brought to the league and what he did to, like, what he was as a competitor and as a student of the game would be Michael Jordan, of course, and I would say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because of how in-depth they can go on Kareem being the Laker and knowing the championship caliber uh, performances that Kobe had and Michael Jordan being literally the mirror that, that Kobe took after and emulated every move, all the footwork, and took it to another level for us to be our generation's Jordan. So I feel like those would be the best two qualified just to speak on behalf of Kobe, the Mamba, the Bean Bryant. And uh, can't wait. Cannot wait. No, yeah, it's gonna be a big time moment. Uh, just to see, you know, those those three names to get in is just top notch guys. That for us, we saw when we were in our very young stage. These were the guys we just got to the league, and we saw them from beginning to end. So it's gonna be major. Bruce, what's your take on uh, you know that the Hall of Fame class? And then who do you, who do you think will be two uh, names to uh, you know induct Kobe into the Hall of Fame? Everybody in the Hall of Fame club is always des- deserving to me when it comes to basketball, as a fan at least. You know, like I don't really not have- all of them for me. Some of the names in there, I'm like, I just what? don't really like. Lately, I haven't really had any issues with who they've been uh, bringing on. Is like, the, yeah. like, like lately because we're going through an era. Now you're going through eras for the most part. Yep. And like how we had KG, all these other like I mean like it's countless numbers, countless guys that like deserve every bit of it. But when it comes to Kobe. You gotta have Shaq up there. Okay. You gotta have Shaq up there because the like the the peak of their their stardom was together, and I, they they know so much about each other. But like they said, they weren't close towards the end. I like the MJ, but I also like Magic because him being around the Lakers so much at the I'm time was like he'll be able to talk on uh, more into it. Now, if you were able to bring like a friend or somebody into it, man. Trying to think the closest like friend, not closest, but like you can't have a. Because I, I have my like mine is low key lo, lo uh, lo will give an interesting take. I think lo will give an interesting take because I think it hit him pretty hard because 
LL was one of those people who like Like changed Because of him You know changed because of Kobe Like had a lot Or D-Fish D Fish would be a great one too. D Fish yeah. is perfect because that's like pretty much his brother. They drafted together, you know. They pretty much spent their entire careers together. Even though D Fish left a couple of times, he always found his way back to the Lakers. Unless you got robbed up there. Shaq and D Fish are great picks. I feel yeah. like those are great picks. Shaq Good and D Fish. For, yeah. for me, I would say um, Michael Jordan being one of them. You know, we we learned the, their how deep their relationship went uh, when it went to, came to the uh, memorial, where you know they had that brother relationship. So it would be great, you know. That's if Jordan want to do it, because you know how like being at the memorial, you saw like Jordan sobbing the entire time. So I don't know if he would have the strength to get up there and do something like that again. But MJ would be great, of course. I'm pretty sure Vanessa's going to help pick, and oh, then yeah. um, if not Shaq. I would say Phil Jackson. Like, Ooh, I would love Phil Jackson. That would be nice. Yeah, Before Shaq, because Phil Jackson. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Phil Jackson coached him for all of all of those years. You know, Phil Jackson was like a father yep. figure. Uh, Jerry West will be another Jerry name. Jerry West is a good one. You know, that, that can be someone that, that will help really induct him. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be some, some good words because, you know, we lost a legend and I know they're going to have great things to say about him. But, you know, it's going to be bittersweet no matter what. And, you know, whoever gets up there to represent the Mamba is going to make sure that um, he is inter- in, introduced to the inducted into the Hall of Fame um, as, you know, as a great individual as he was, man. So hopefully, uh, I believe Vanessa is going to help choose and hopefully she choose the right two and they are ready to work, man. So Course I Radio, we are here, um, the starting five, uh, just a super trio, the uh, Treacherous Three. Mike Kelter PG and Mr. Bruce Corside and I'm Pappy Mike. We are here, so um, it's that time of the week. It is Monday, so you know that uh, you you want to hold it off. You want to hold off on it. Hold it off. Close? The, we'll yeah, we'll hold, hold off on, on it. We'll hold off on it. Y'all ain't ready for it anyway. But we'll hold off on it. So what we are going to get to is that culture news, baby. We got to talk yes, to culture because we are more than just a basketball show. Even with the NBA coming close. We go start it off with everybody was we're talking about this weekend, um, and it's the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones event. And before we talk Mike and Roy, the two legends, sad to say, but we gotta talk about Nate Robinson because we haven't been able to give our our two cents on it. So Jake Paul destroyed Nate Robinson, and it just was really bad. Mike, I- I'll let you tackle this first, man. What's your take on the whole Jake Paul and Nate Robinson? Uh, Boxing match that we had I feel I have great respect for Nate Robinson Especially after he had the courage to get into the ring With Jake Paul who's actually been training To become a boxer But he took a L for the culture On this one He he did but it was more so that he Wasn't going to let somebody talk shit to him And that was admirable Like You consistently talk shit and I don't have really nothing to say back to you Because what are you Who are you supposed to be to me And what, are you, like, what do I have to prove to you but then when you start disrespecting the family and disrespecting me, then, I mean, I'm going to take it personally, as anyone else should, father or not. Like, you talk, somebody talking shit to you, it's kind of an easy rebuttal or kind of any type of way that you would take disrespect very harshly. So, Nate, he did put his effort in. He tried, but you could tell he didn't. Just like Snoop said, he was like, man... He trained all offense. He got taken back to the streets with it. He just didn't have the form. He didn't have the technique, the 
no, I'm not gonna say none, but you could tell his trainers needed to work on a lot more than what they gave him. And he was not acclimated to be in the ring or qualified at that at that time past being a physically fit uh, individual. Yeah, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, I thought it was gonna be, you know, a better fight. I didn't know Jake Paul was coming with the hands like that. But Can you know, him, bro? it it was just people crazy to think that a man that has already had what two professional fights, like, can't box because he's a white boy. Like we over and here, and I know, I know us getting caught up. Like I wanted to Nate to knock him out just because he he is who he is. Yeah, but like Nate didn't honestly stand a chance, and everybody kind of knew that. At least Vegas knew. So I knew. <laughs> and when Vegas was like, yeah, so I knew. if you bet on Nate, you going to win big. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking yeah. chance. I had no idea. And it was just, it was just the way he lost to it. was just like, damn. Like he the face getting, plant? Yeah, the face plant. He was just getting three of them. The hit in the back of the head. And it was just like. It wasn't no back of the head. That was him not playing defense. Yeah. You got to cover up, bro. Yeah, facts. And it was just, it was just crazy, man. And uh, I just felt bad. At first it was, it was, it was comedy. So I made sure I had some posts out there. Laughing, but then you realize, dang, the whole world is on this man's head, and you don't know how he can handle that mentally to see even your own peers from the NBA clowning you. So it, it's just crazy. So when Magic said, "Pray for Nate Robinson," he was real. Pray for Nate Robinson, man. You don't know what's going on. But how y'all feel about the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones fight? Them niggas old, we, bro. <laughs> we got cheated. They, what did you get cheated out of? Yeah. I, no, I mean, put it like this because of a draw that did happen. But and did you, did, can we not? Did you um, not know the rules going into the fight? I saw the stipulations after the fight. Which oh. time I was like, okay, oh, okay, I yeah. see why. No, nah, I saw the stipulations like like a couple of days before, and I was like, oh, it's just like an entertainment thing. Like there's yeah, a yeah. sparring it's, match, was, and we had already kind of discussed it. Mm-hmm. It was full exhibition. Like we knew what it was, and honestly, like I said, just to see them in the ring having this type of fun was like. It was good to see because it's two old dudes, two legends. That was memorable, bro. That was memorable for real. For and tight, and it looked like Tyson was really about to kill him. And like I know Roy Jones was like, "Man, them, them body shots." Hey, he had a tummy he hurt at, at the end. He of said that shit hurt, man. And he just showed, you know, Iron Mike got that power. So it, man, it was, it was what it was. Two, two past, totally past their prime fighters in the ring. It's crazy that. How powerful the name of Mike Tyson is That he had everybody trying to see If they were watching it Where they were watching it Because it's Mike Tyson It just showed that his name will forever have that pool He might be 70 years old And people going to be like Hey, man, you heard Mike fighting again? Because, you know, it's You're Mike Tyson 50, Yeah, 54 And then people slept on I'm like, Roy Jones is a legend He's not about to come here and get embarrassed He's one of the greatest He's one of my top, top five fighters ever He was my ever. favorite fighter when he was fighting Yeah, he was Because a- he was flashy and that's why I like Lomachenko so much because Lomachenko was like flashy and he was so fast offensively and defensively. Yeah. You couldn't hit him. Like he's like on the side of you and then you just, he pop you in the face and you're like, what the hell was going on? And he won a heavyweight title. Like he beat yeah. Ruiz to win the heavyweight championship. So four, four division champs. So uh, it was just great to see two legends in the ring together and just, you know, Roy Jones with the no look punches. The you normal, the usual, yeah. the regular Roy Jones and then Mike with the 
Oh, I'm trying to kill you yeah, tonight. And attacking his gut I'm like, to, like, like no other. You peeing blood tonight. But it, it was just crazy, man. So if, if you, I uh, hope you were able to see it. Uh, if not, just know it was, you know, a good moment for the culture. And uh, I'm pretty sure you saw a lot of the Nate Robinson stuff. And yeah, it was bad. Yeah. But um, so Nate, Nate, Nate was out there for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back in the group chat that same night. Yeah, yeah. Nate was a man about it. So you gotta you gotta respect that. Um, so. Uh, it, it was an incident I don't know if you guys Seen it out there But a black business owner He confronted a group Of black women For twerking in his restaurant I don't know if you guys yeah. Were able to, to see that video Were you able to see the video Mike? I saw the video I don't think he was wrong At all actually. Okay I don't think Because he did say he's, I invested a lot of money To actually have an upscale And like Upscale. Like he had, <laughs> I know, right? That's he was making it seem like it was upscale. That's funny. did you see the plates? Did you see the plates? Uh, one hundred with the Duce, uh reuse bottle for you to drink. Like, get out of here, bro! This ain't upscale. Now, like you're you're attracting thing, a certain audience. Yeah, that's why I was about to say the thing is that he knew what the audience, the customer, was whatever plus you the call music them. he was playing, the environment and ambiance that you presented was for people to feel comfortable. So when you do that, certain, a certain put, type of people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and our people were very heavy in attendance throughout the entire video, <laughs> including the young ladies who were twerking on the table and the wall. Um, you have to look at it as, OK, you know what you were going to attract, what you're going to bring the crowd you're going to bring out. Hey, the only but, thing the only thing, Mike, I disagree with is the fact that that he like the restaurant DJ was playing. Make the stallion body, and y'all know how you know women are feeling about that song. They want to, they want to twerk a little like, something. I, so I, I was like, bro, how could you? You could have came to that table and said, "Hey guys, a brunch with a live DJ." Facts. Why? Because you gonna get everybody in here. Facts. Lit and they're gonna be twerking. Yes. Black, white, brown, don't matter. Puerto Rican, Asian. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you have, especially with the. The generation that's going to these dinners and these brunches right now. For one, we are in a full-on pandemic. So anybody you catch out at a full function like you throwing or a dinner or whatever or a restaurant, like you don't have nothing but young kids in there yeah. who got body on repeat, who got WAP on repeat. Like, come on, bro. Like, don't like. And, and who, you get more publicity. Who probably off of got body and got the WAP. Who carrying Ooh. that? <laughs> you Ooh. know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like that's, all natural. Man, people. You know, you where's that Dallas? So people coming in there Trying to have a good time And the music is a part of it Now if they walked in And it was classical music Or like slow oldies Then you wouldn't get that energy But if you walk in If I walk into a building I don't care where it's at It can be in Beverly Hills uh, Malibu And I walk in And I'm hearing Dr. Dre You know DJ Quick Man I'm in there turning up Doing my thing Regulator You know what I'm saying Yeah mount up And that's like the women They hearing They hear body They walking in And they want to shake a little something And it was a way that he he should have approached him. He could have been like, "Hey guys, you know, I, I know we having fun and enjoying, but you know, I, I kind of just don't want that environment, you know. So I may have the DJ turn the music or whatever. But to like put them on blast like that, it was like, come on, man, like like what you doing? So I, I respect that it's his business, but. Man, if you in here like if, if we got women in here twerking in our studio, it's most likely because we playing that type of music for them to do it. But if we just come in here and we got the headphones on recording the show, they're gonna know from the jump this ain't that type of party. But yeah. once you hear the music, I feel like he's upset at his own environment that he created. Like you created this ambiance for people to feel. He to playing feel victim, bro. Like yeah. you, you not the victim, bro. Like you enabled yeah. all of this. Like Facts. you can't sit here and put this type of. 
like situation together for these like for these consumers who will clearly like are here to turn up and have fun. Like you, you literally had a a, a reused Duce bottle for like part of your like ambiance. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, Duce. You reusing, like, you reusing liquor bottles, man. Like you ratchet, get out of here. Who you telling? So that that was a crazy situation. But support uh, your black business, even hey, if they cry afterwards because you twerking. At all times, like support. They you done liquored you up. Come on, man. Yeah. Some- hey, don't forget, you guys can hit us up in the chat box, man. Let's see if anybody hit us up to uh, show us some type of love. Now that was uh, night. So remember that you can always hit us up in the chat box. We are willing to, you know, chop it up with you. Uh, you can uh, state your name, give your opinion on our our takes. Uh, that, that's what we offer with our live show that you can call in or you can hit us up in the chat box. But uh, last topic for Culture News. So I don't know if you guys have heard about the Clubhouse app, but it's an app that a lot of people are talking about and using. Uh, I got on it last week. Shout to uh, DJ Dash. Dash approved himself for uh, tapping me in and inviting me to the to the app. And uh, it's a pretty dope app, man. Like, it's a great way to connect with a lot of uh, folks across the country. Uh, it's a great way to connect with a lot of like industry people. Uh, you see a few names uh, here and there. Like, I, I know Punch, President at TDE, Joe Budden, um, uh, Battle Rapper, Daylight. Uh, today, I was a part of a discussion where it was like figures in the radio industry, and I was able to chop it up with and ask questions. Was even was even able to connect with a few of them to uh, you know hopefully get some type of mentorship or uh, growth from. And then, of course, there's ladies on there where you got the uh, little little clubhouse rooms where people was you know trying to hook up. So, um, have you heard about it, Mike? Have you heard about it, Bruce? I haven't heard a thing about it, honestly. I haven't. I heard I read it in the chat then when you sent the topics over and I said I've never even heard of this. I said, okay. No, yeah, you tender on uh tender on repeat. I y'all got it. it. But what's crazy about it though, Mike and uh Bruce, is that it's invite only. So someone who is currently a member, they were invited on by someone so that they can access the app. And somebody has to invite you so that you can access the app. And it's a great place to network within business. Um, like if you're new to a city, maybe you're gonna meet, you know, people in that area. Uh, I saw one of the talks, it was like Nigerian date session, and it was like all Nigerian. People, that's great. So it was so weird. I, I tapped in, like, let me see what this is. Oh man, I'm gonna send y'all a video. I don't know if you saw it about the mom. Uh, it was like Jamaican mom or whatever, and uh, the, the son was making breakfast. Yeah, and he had made like six scrambled eggs. This is all for himself, like a whole pound of bacon for herself and three what? waffles. But the way she was going off on him. With the bumba clot, pussy clot, like oh my god, <laughs> it was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, man. But like you get, like you get so much all within the app, man, and it's just so uh, very interesting. So yeah, if you haven't tapped into Clubhouse, Clubhouse. Uh, make sure that you guys. Uh, you know, research it, and you might have friends on there. Uh, you know, and p- some important people may befriend you just because you were in the chat and you got a chance to speak, and you said some some interesting or dope things. Next, you know, you look, oh, so and so is following me. You know, that's love. So, uh, the Clubhouse app, man. Uh, if you know about it, hit us up, call in about it, or hit us up in the chat. Let us know what you think. 
about the app. I think that it's really dope and it's going to be a great place to network because we all have uh, group chats on our phone, which you pretty much just create in a group chat of audio of you verbally talking to people. And it's pretty it's pretty dope, man. I was, I was tapped into it today. So I hope more people uh, can learn more about it. But Corsair Radio, we are here in the studio, the Treacherous Three, Michael and Bruce, we are here in the studio. And of course, our guy Mike is out there in uh, Tennessee. Uh, doing this thing, man. So we thank you yeah, guys. Hey, yeah, facts. So uh, thanks for uh, tapping that. That Kyrie video that you posted on uh, Courtside was like, I can't wait to see that man play again. He be balling, Cuzzo. That's what I'm calling the whole season, Cuzzo. He was the reason I posted it. I said, wait a minute, Kyrie. Why you? Every time Kyrie has the uniqueness and the creativity to marvel. Every time I said I just love to see Kyrie I nah. love And he's impressive So y'all know It's that time It's that 2-4 Pick and roll Our guy Mike You got it Mike What up what up It's Big Mike Got a pappy in the building It's Monday You know what that means We got the 2-4 Pick and roll Coming your way And uh We got a live one For y'all This Evening right now To end the November Off right And we got a few that I have to see if my guys is rolling with me or they gonna go ahead and get the bucket themselves. So first question I got for y'all to take the last shot and win a game, who are you gonna take? Are you gonna take Ray Allen or Reggie Miller? And I will first off give you this. I have a few things that really baffle me because their shooting percentages were so synonymous. One of them, I got a sneaky one for y'all. For distance between 0 and 22 feet, Ray Allen was 48.5. Also, with field goals that he assisted for, two-point percentage was 43%, and three-point was an amazing 84. Mm. So I also had that it, that it killed me because a career average is 45 from two, all field goals, period, and three-point percentage career of 40%. But Reggie Miller is the one that shocked me. Career-wise, 47 from the field, 39.5 from three. But from the distance of 0 to 22, anything inside a three-point line, he was 48.8. But the thing that gave me the runaway with him, field goals assisted on, anytime he hit a two, 68%. Anytime he pulled up a three when you gave it to him, 87 and a half. Corner threes, he was only 42 and a half percent, while Ray Allen was 43, but 43.7. So it's like Reggie in the clutch, checking the receipts of the work these two tremendously great shooters put in and taking into account the percentage of how well these two scored off of receiving a pass to knock down a crucial shot. I'm taking battle-tested and clutch-proven Reggie Miller. It's Miller time, baby. He got one for me. Reggie Miller. Um, Bruce, you want to tackle this first or you want me to knock it out? Go ahead. Uh, you go. So who I would go with... Um, I, I, I wouldn't roll, man. I would actually pop back, man, uh, because I just think Ray Ray Allen can give you the off the dribble too, where a lot of Reggie was, you know, catch and shoot. So if you could kind of take that away and make it tough, I think that, you know, Ray can actually catch it, dribble on you, 
and knock it down. I seen, you know, him with the Supersonics make some plays. And then, you know, when he got to the Celtics, he did his Reggie Miller coming yeah. off those screens, screens, making those big time shots. So just because of the off the dribble aspect that Ray might, Ray can go get you a layup dunk. I remember a late game heroics he got against Orlando Magic. We dunked on T-Mac. Uh, that's why I will go with uh, Ray Allen. So who you got, uh, Bruce? King Kappa back at it. But I'm going to go with Reggie, no <laughs> doubt, because Reggie can hit tough shots. Okay. Like Reggie can hit more of a like off balance, leaning away from way over here, way with, over with there. With a push off or no push off, whatever you need. Either or. <laughs> you trying to get this shot or not? I ain't worried Depending about no push off. Where the ref is at? I got yeah. you. What you mean? <laughs> it's gonna go in. I just want to know because you know you got that great Jordan highlight he got and that was a super push off. And Jordan got that great highlight where it was a super push off on Byron Russell. So he was, he was already he didn't put no force into oh, it. Oh, now he, he was already he was he leaning. He was already he don't leaning. Get to pick and choose, but big dog, I'm so, sorry. So one to one, um, we got got Bruce rolling and um, I'm I'm not rolling. I got Ray Allen. Uh, what's the next I one, Mike? You. So the next one I have which. All NBA first team will my guys roll with. Would you take the 1988 first team that has Magic at the point, MJ at the two guard, the great Larry Bird at the three, Sir Chuck Charles Barkley power forward, and Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon running that center? Versus the 2003 first team. Point guard, you got T Mac. Two guards, you have Kobe, the Mamba Bryant, RIP. You have KG at the small forward. You got Timmy Duncan, Hall of Famer to be, at the power forward. And we have Shaq Daddy Diesel running the center. So I'm going to give y'all why I'm actually going to pick this team. I'm going with the oversized skill collection of the 2003 team due to Magic's defensive matchup with T-Mac, who was a league high averaging 32 points per game. Bird having to guard a young, athletic, and tenacious KG on the wing who could also disrupt Bird's offensive flow and effectiveness to get his plethora of unbelievable shots off. Size win. Size with skill wins. And it always kills, baby. Size with skill kills. No. I'm going with the 2003 squad. First team. No, and, and I agree with you, so I'm rolling on this one because I, I looked at, uh, you know, it's tough to pick against Magic, Bird, MJ Barkley and Dream but I just looked at it because 2003 team all of those guys were in their primes you know Shaq was probably the only one a little older but he was like a couple years he was just a year removed from being the finals MVP for the third year straight you know what I'm saying so it's you know that that's crazy Kobe at that time was first team uh, All NBA, first team he All Defense. Thirty that year too. Yeah, he averaged thirty, and he was probably like the best wing defender. Uh, Tim Duncan was Tim Duncan, Mister Fundamental. He was already setting the seed for being the best power forward ever. KG is a guy who skill wise might be the greatest power forever. And then you know you have T Mac who was just a great all-around player and dominant scorer, especially for that run. So, of course, it's hard to go against Magic, Jordan, because what was that, 88 Jordan? Come on, man, that Jordan was out of this world, athletic. Uh, Magic was still, you know, still a champion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was like peak Magic. Yeah, that that was like peak Magic. Towards the end, Bird, that's when he was still great, but it wasn't like, if you would have said 
84 or 85, then it would have been like, ooh, you know, that's when Magic and them was crazy. But just that year, how great Kobe was, Tim Duncan, KG alone, and then T-Mac and Shaq, like, I got to go 03. Yeah, for Smart me, man. For, for me, it's the it's the old three team as well, and it's not it's it, like hey. you said, it's, it's tough uh, when you see like you said Magic and Jordan there in the dream as well, and Barkley was whew, Barkley was a problem. I don't care nobody say Barkley. Yeah, no was, boards when that man on the court. Like, but when you got KG at the three, like Bird is eliminated. Like he's, he's just not a factor. Like you cross <laughs> half court, bro. No, pass the ball. Like because I can guard you from from. Full court technically Like KG, KG was not full court. KG Slap was not one of those bigs That was like a liability on defense In any way shape or form I'll take you at the top of the key Whatever But then you got uh, T-Mac and Kobe at the one too Like come on man That's not even fair Like Like what are you doing bro Like who, what are we gonna do here with this What what can you possibly do with that What are Like you said What are you doing And what can you do And, and remember When Shaq lost that championship in Orlando, it was because he was young and the dream was giving him that work. Yeah, not in 03. Yeah, yeah not not, not in 03. Shaq and 03. Shaq, you like? You know. Yeah, 88 dream wasn't as well defined offensively. Yeah, you know yet. Like I think right when the 90s hit, then you really start seeing it. But 88, he was still that kind of uh, raw, just raw, athletic. He was dominant, but that's that, that more Shaq. But Shaq is bodying yeah. you. Up that Shaq was and gotta, ready, and also, guys. Also, side note: think about the paint protection on 2003. You got KG, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. Nobody's going in the paint. Yeah, and then you, you got enough shooting. Bar- Barkley can be a mismatch on defense when you put like Tim against him, yeah, or even KG against him if you mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. He can't handle Shaq in no way, shape, or form. No way. No, but, nobody could. But like, like I said, they still gonna have to get this work on the offensive end from Barkley because he was quick. He can get up and, and, and rebound and, with you. And that's young number eight, Kobe. So, you know, Ooh. him seeing MJ. And that's pre-championship Jordan. That's pre-championship. That was pre-championship. Pre, uh, uh, we said pre-championship Jordan. Yeah. And you have post-championship Kobe. Yeah, three rings already. He ain't ashamed. He ain't scared of y'all. He, he wasn't scared of when he came to <laughs> yeah, the league. Yeah, the league. So, so, at that point, like, nah, they ain't winning. So, we both rolling with you on that one, Mike. So, okay. And I got the last one. I got one to keep it more current. So who do y'all feel got more robbed? Who got robbed more? Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, the exhibition fight. People said they wanted more, but what else could they get? Or Aaron Gordon versus the NBA with him never becoming an NBA slam dunk champion. Oh, that's easy. Let me go first. Yeah, yeah that's easy. Who you got, I'm, Mike? I got first. I'm going to say Aaron Gordon on my pick because Mike Tyson won every round with more activity, aggressive fighting, connected more total and power punches throughout and all that. Yeah. But Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon has the most perfect 50 point dunks in NBA history with eight, but never won a title while Mr. Nate Robinson sleep orthopedic mattress over here, posturepedic, whatever you want to call it. He going night, 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 Nate, Nate only had one perfect 50 point dunk. And holds the record for three NBA slam dunk titles. Some don't add up to me. Yeah. And that's why. Um, so you going with Aaron Gordon? I'm going Aaron Gordon all day. Yeah, and I'm 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 rolling with that one too, just because Aaron Gordon should have won the last one for sure. Like D Wade clearly played favoritism. He saw that Heat's jersey and said, oh, I gotta make sure Derrick Jones gets it. Aaron Gordon should have won. 
um, a dunk contest. It's a shame that he would, two. yeah, he would never be able to get you know that title because he's clearly done. But it just sucks that they did that to him. But man, a lot of times we don't remember too much who won the dunk dunk contest. We remember who was the most memorable dunker, and he's for sure someone that we're going to remember forever in the dunk contest uh, when it comes to the names of Vince Carter, Jordan, Kobe, Dominique. Uh, Wilkins um, Zach Levine so he's up there Dwight Howard so I'm rolling with you I think Aaron Gordon was robbed like completely who you got Bruce Aaron Gordon no question Aaron Gordon easy work and that's because like I said I knew going into the fight what it was like I wasn't wasn't even shocked and they're 50 years old even if you didn't tell me that and I I saw it after I'm like we don't even need them to win a title Roy walked in like he needed hip surgery man Roy (laughs) over here struggling and then Mike looked like his legs his knees was bad his legs look (laughs) 70 years old bro you know Mike when he was younger he had like strong legs he He had strong thighs but he had little baby calves he always had small legs but but they were just now his thighs look like an old person thighs like you you ain't got no squats in a while huh I see but he was still out there Hey, hey, my sister—he looked huh? great as hell with fifty-four though. My sister-in-law was like, "You know, you older, your butt lifts, so that's why those short shorts don't fit the same on no, him." And I was didn't. dying, bro. I was, oh, I was in tears, crying. But uh, uh, two four pick and roll, man. You got anything else to say about it, Mike? Um, appreciate my guys for rolling with two of the three picks. We getting a lot of good money over here. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, next week we're gonna have another live one for you. Stay tapped in Courtside Radio baby Courtside Radio baby Courtside Monday We are here doing our thing And you know That's the two-fold pick and roll And you know what else Is uh, coming up Uh, And that's It's that time for that Um, It's that time for Bruce's Team Of of the the Week Oh, get the hand claps going. They're going crazy. They so, want to hear that team. Uh, so, Bruce, let, let us get your uh, team of the week, baby. So, we're going we gonna to start our transition with Corsair from the sidelines. And my team of the week is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. They haven't played a game yet. And they have completely ruined the NFL in the last few days. They have pretty much their entire team has COVID. Today, Man. there's like six more dudes that went on the COVID <laughs> list. Like, they've been testing my these dudes God. since last week, like Thursday or Wednesday. And every day, the Baltimore Ravens have at least five positive COVID tests. Lamar Jackson's out. We are now going to watch a, a game on Wednesday. Wednesday. They are pushing games back to Tuesday. Like, they don't want to cancel. The NFL is not canceling the game. I don't care who's out there. We saw with the Broncos. They don't care. They The Broncos were trying to put a coach in the starting quarterback position because they knew the wide receiver wasn't going to be able to do it. Which is crazy. They had two dudes they submitted for like, man, can we can we get him on? They're like, no, bro. Bro, when I saw that, no, I, I couldn't believe it. And just this whole Ravens They're trying situation. to sign 10-day coaches, yeah. basically. But the Ravens situation is just outrageous. And I understand in football, you know, like, Something happened, bro. They even had an orgy together. There's no way <laughs> in hell everybody on this team is COVID positive unless y'all out here, unless y'all out here wilding and y'all like doing uh, super spreader parties. You Man. know, like y'all in the locker room going crazy, like nobody's even social distancing, nothing. And I get it, like those your brothers, like you trust them, whatever it might be. But somebody gonna have that Rona when you got a hundred and some dudes. Like on the field together somewhere, you know, like everybody's getting in. Sometimes it could be these coaches and these trainers bringing it in. Yeah, but you allowing these people to like the sweat everywhere. You all up in people's faces, yelling, spitting, putting your mouthpiece in, and not washing hands. Like 
Like, I don't really know what we're supposed to do, but they should, they need to they need to figure this out, bro. But team of the week, Baltimore Ravens, because you're about to end the NFL and change the whole league for us. Please, and we have never seen anything like please this. Please don't. We don't need that. I mean, we had situations where they were postponing games, but you can't postpone the game any longer because the Steelers already had a game that was yeah, moved and they can't moved, put, yeah, do they the bye week situation. Yeah, so that that's tough. So, hey, that's this week's Bruce's Team of the, the Week. week. It's sponsored class, by man. Fashion. This nigga got all the labels. Yes, yeah, all the labels. Supreme. Uh, <laughs> who else he got? I forgot he the other one. He probably got one. some ones on right now. Yes, he does. Black and green. The black and green one. <laughs> How do I know? It's so, hundreds today. It's hundreds today. Hundreds today. So, my fault. So, so today is sponsored by the hundreds. Um, so, uh, he mentioned the name Kendall Hinton. We want to give him a shout out, man. Just because he he was one for nine. You know, he had a tough game. But just a uh, situation that he was put in. quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. They like, a practice squad wide receiver. Hey, God damn. Hey, he was working <laughs> in sales last month. He hasn't been tackled in two years. He was on Broncos. Uh, the Broncos. Broncos practice squad as a receiver has zero practice reps at quarterback and played an NFL game. So it's a moment that he can forever uh, have with his kids and stuff to say, hey, I, I started an NFL game at quarterback. And it's going to be a trivia question. Who started for the Denver Broncos week number 12 versus the Saints? And everybody going to be like, dang, that time who's Drew Locke? You'll be one. Who this? And not, was it nah. Drew Locke? Nah, it was backup. And it was like, backup, backup, backup. Yeah. And then, uh, what? Then, yeah, Kendall Hinton. Like, what? What the hell is that? And I've I seen him play at Wake Forest. Huh? He working at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> I get the mad respect. He went from practice squad wide receiver to QB1 and got that game check. Almost 36 bands. Man, facts. Last game. So shout out to, like, shout to that, man. Hey, and shout out... Um, which is shout out first of all, shout out to the Detroit Piss, uh Detroit Lions. Get them some hand claps. Man. Because Thank they, you. they finally. finally get rid of Matt Patricia. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because shout out to the Lion fans who are donating to Deshaun Watson's foundation to thank him for getting Matt Patricia fired, man. Which what do you guys take on that? The way the world works now Is like people just like to troll Period You know And like people got Facts. money In their pockets now And they don't really care And they want to just Give and give and give And then Like I said It's more of like a trolling thing With this internet wave That we go through right now But Deshaun Watson Carved them up Carved them up So like It's very understandable That they was like Bruh He's supposed to be a defensive coach. Deshaun Watson been horrible all year. He's had two good games, one against y'all and one whoever they played the week prior. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson, I have him in fantasy. I know he has not been what I expected him to be this season. That part. But yes. like, remember when Dabo came out and he said, this is the Michael Jordan of football? That is exactly yeah. how he looked playing against the Lions. No, Thank facts. you, Patricia. He And uh, go on and donate to all his little uh, funds for Deshaun Watson because... They needed they needed him out of there, but bro. They, he just wasn't figuring it out. That's just so hilarious that um, I'll shout out all the fans. Yeah, shot man, that's crazy. What's They're your take on that, Mike? Thirteen dollars because he only won thirteen games with his tenure with the Detroit Lions. Wow. <laughs> That and that, hey, that is so hilarious, man. That people be trolling like that. But yeah, uh, Matt Patricia finally fired. Uh, they did Jim Caldwell. Uh, messed up and they gave Patricia the job and he's got a longer tenure and he's been terrible so it's, it's good for the Detroit fans that he's out of there let's see what they do with uh, Matthew Stafford um, Bruce 
What happened to the Raiders? The Raiders uh, went from. Uh, sorry, guys, we're having technical difficulties. Our mics aren't working here. We might cut the show early now, so everybody go home. Thank you. We appreciate you listening to Coach it was Radio. A, it, was a, it was a close game. It was only forty-one <laughs> to six, Bruce. It Honestly, bro, I have no, I have no. You, you ain't by yourself because the Rams gave up a. a you lost to the Niners, the Bruh. injured Niners. Bro, you know what? We, that's the only team we got. We've lost twice to the Niners. And we lost by a field goal last second when they got inside of the. It was a forty-seven yard field goal. You take the Chiefs the down season. to the last play. Yeah. The previous week, I couldn't believe it. And then you give up forty-one points to the Atlanta Falcons. 40, Forty-three, who, wasn't it? Forty-three to six. Who? I thought it was forty-one. No, it was forty-three. Well, I give it forty-one. Yeah, we'll take forty-one. Whatever. <laughs> take a safety off or something. Whatever. I don't know what it was, but. Not scoring I think he had like 100 yards Or something Passing No touchdowns Like Josh Jacobs got hurt Like I have no words None But I Like I couldn't believe I'm it. a Raider fan Yeah I'm not sitting yeah. here Saying we're going to the Super Bowl I think we'll make the playoffs Just based off of the new criteria Where like You can get more teams Into the playoffs mm-hmm. But I know that The Raiders Aren't where they need to be Derek Carr is not our future at quarterback, and I like Carr is a good a good quarterback. Good, he's not great. He's good. He's a great. He's like a above average game manager. He's but like I said, from since his injury, he's had like these moments where he's scared. But he was getting rocked, bro. Like it was like somebody blocked. Yeah. Like they have the absolute worst defense in the world, <laughs> and like you can't even score on these dudes. It, it was just the fact that. It was so bad. Like, if you would have lost a close game, they're still the Falcons. They got talent. Uh, since Raheem Morris took over, they're 4-2. But just to lose the way they did after last week, I was on here saying they might be the only team that can beat the Chiefs because of the firepower. But they can't even beat the Falcons! <laughs> this Dang. is the hating-ass Bruce segment of the week. And I'm hating on you, Raiders. Everybody in the locker room, everybody in the organization, because y'all need to go on and... Like the, scrap the tape, bro. Like we can't we can't play like that ever again. And let's get Marcus Mariota out there as soon as possible. No, it's, it's I'm with you. can't get worse than that. And uh, you know, so you can you can have Jared Goff at quarterback. It can get worse. Uh, yeah, I guess because he has he some turnovers. Done. He has some turnovers. I like Cam Akers. He's starting to pick it up. But yeah, both of my guys' teams took an L. Um, uh, yeah, and it was tough. Uh, you know, for both for the Rams, you're good. Look like you're still going to be playoff bound. Look like three teams from your division is going to make it. For the Raiders, it's still going to be a tough battle because you got um, some other teams that are uh, that are ahead. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, you know, to see going forward for the Raiders and the Rams because last week I was looking like, man, maybe the Rams might be the team to represent the NFC. And after that, L was you man, back to like, because they I had don't know. them up there like top three is like in power rankings. Yeah, they had the Rams at three, and I was like, I don't believe that. Like, I know they have Aaron Donald, and like I, I see what their defense brings to the table. But when you have someone as inconsistent as Jared Goff, and then also the run game isn't established. When your run game isn't established in the league, you really you can't go nowhere unless you got Patrick Mahomes, yeah, under center. And yeah, they, yeah, and that's what that's what they're they gave us our ranking because we just dropped uh, outside of the top ten. We're number thirteen right now because they're he- they're we're, he- we're third in the league on defense on the, having a defense like third in the league defensively, but. It's like our offense is not seeming to click. Like after the Robert Woods and Cooper Cup had their amazing game, it's like cool. And that's now, another thing. Like you can't have these star receivers go off and then the next week they're absent. And it's yeah, not technically their fault. The yeah. Going into the fourth, he had 
he had under 200 yards passing, I, I believe 184, 186 with two picks. I'm like, bro, it's the fourth quarter. You couldn't do shit with hey, three quarters? McVay is supposed to be an offensive genius. I need to see better than Honestly, that. I don't even think he's an offensive genius. Because if you've seen, there's a video I'm going to send to y'all. A Cooper Cup running routes. That's the offensive genius. That there. guy is incredible. I have never in my life, other than watching Tyreek Hill, and I'm gonna give you some love here because the boy <laughs> yeah, had what about 400 yards <laughs> receiving yesterday, and he I want to appreciate that in for the his W in the first But uh, like, what can you actually do with Cooper Cup running routes out there? Like, no, yeah, agree. I mean, Robert Woods is Robert Woods. He he's always been really good, and he's since he's been in L. A. Like he's he's just exceeded. Every expectation we've had of him Yes But Cooper Cup Coming in as a rookie Has always been open And it's like You can't get this guy The ball sometimes It's like What are you doing no, like, yeah. How are you I not Getting these dudes the ball, give him the ball. You, got, you got Tight ends That were getting 100 yards a game And they're both Absent this year Like what are you, are you Higby just came back And they didn't even Try to utilize him enough I think he had about Four targets he Yeah and Everett ever The same thing It's like well, Who are you gonna Actually use I mean dudes Dropping a couple Balls out here But Golf is, I think, it's more of the inconsistency of golf. Yeah, that's up and down, and just sometimes he has the stats, but no run game. When you have no run, they like, man, run the yeah. ball. We can put one dude in the blocks. Yeah, like, two day safeties. Y'all play twenty yards back. Y'all let girly go. Like y'all ain't got so, nobody. Cam, Cam Akers is trying to pick it up, but we'll see as the season go on. But that's the thing; so, they're not giving any of these running backs a, a shot. Let's give our, let's give our top five power rankings before we get let's up get out that, of here. Okay, we're gonna give our top five power rankings. So we will start at number five. Who do we say? Is the number five team in the NFL? Let's see. Let's see. Let's Tennessee. See. I got Tennessee at number five. Tennessee at five. Titans. So do you yeah. want to start from the top? Start from the top. So it's Make top it from, the, from the top. Number one. Um, it's. Uh, I'll say the top two: Chiefs, Steelers. Uh, Steelers. I'll say the Chiefs is number one. They defended champs. Uh, you see what Tyreek did. You got Kelsey, uh, Mahomes. I need improvement from the defense. They showed spurts last game, but they need more to secure a Super Bowl. But I'll have Chiefs and the Steelers. They just haven't lost. So yeah. I can't put them no lower than two. I put Steelers at one because no one's been able to prove it to beat them with, <laughs> like, because they're having no inconsistency. Who did they play? They ain't played nobody, man. I don't want to hear that. They're finding ways to. They're finding ways to but, win. The hey, way they've been winning is big you can you can make them number one. I'll take that. They're undefeated, so you can't hate on that. Uh, number it's three, I got nobody. Because Tyreek Hill had a historic day: two hundred three yards, seven for seven. Oh, number three, uh, easy in for the first me. quarter. Number three, I got for me. Number three, I got the uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, nine and two. Um, they, you know, another their defense is balling. They might yeah, have a top three I defense. Uh, Taysom Hill, at, right now, he's gotten another dimension with his running. Yeah, uh, when he's passing, then we, with Michael Thomas and those guys, he still yeah, got Kamara. But when you had Kamara and Latavius ran. Yeah, like Latavius that, he, ran. He was running over. He looked dude. like I was like, is that AP? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But and, he always had that talent, but they, that was, his problem going through the hole, he doesn't know how to get low, and that's yeah. where he always gets tackled. He can't so. get small that's inside why we of those couldn't areas. Do it, but yeah. Latavius is X Raider, so you know I'm pulling for that. No. Yeah, so big dude. Saints number three. Y'all agree with me there? Yeah, I agree with Saints with three. three. I, I got KC one, and I guess like you say, Steelers two, just because they're undefeated right now. But mm-hmm. I still don't believe them. Okay, Connor got the Rona, so that changes everything. Now, number four, um, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, okay. And Rodgers, thirty three touchdowns, bro, yeah. and only like four picks. Four right picks. Now. Yep. So he is playing. Incredible. You know what? I'm, I'm disagree with the Saints Packers. I'm going uh, Packers three. Okay, Packers did beat them earlier in the year, and I'm only saying that because of you have Aaron Rodgers back there, and he's a he's. Yeah. I feel like he's coming into his own. Mm-hmm. And if you get if 
you give him one more weapon, I know they just signed one, Tavon Austin. They did, yeah. So that's a Ooh, nice. Yeah, little, mother, they're not gonna mother. use him, right? Yeah, that's the only thing. They always, nobody they knows all, how to use Tavon. That's the sad part. Nobody knows how to use him. The Rams know how to use him. Fuck, nobody Chiefs know how to use him. So number number five, who are we going with? Either we gonna go with Seattle Rams. Um, oh, I'm going with uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee is my team. Derrick Henry. Like Derrick Henry Derek is the Boy. only running back. What about that's Buffalo. In the, nah. Nah. I nah. had Tennessee. Buffalo. See, Buffalo. Was nah. My Buffalo's five. had too many struggling to issues it. where they like they've had moments where it's like, bro, what are you doing? It would have been the Colts because yeah. they beat Tennessee earlier, but then they just got yeah, their they ass lost. Whooped. And they beat the Packers. True, see, yeah, and they beat the Tennessee, Packers. But that was another good game where it went down to the wire. Yeah, fumble. the Colts basically tried to lose that game so many ways and yeah. they couldn't. And um, that's the type of stuff that you got to fine tune yeah. to like really get where you need to go. Mm-hmm. But the Colts are definitely. I, I could actually say the Colts would. It's like a tie between them and Tennessee, but I think Tennessee takes that, and the Colts fall to six. All right, so I'm gonna write our five down. We got Chiefs. Steelers um, I got said, the pack You got the Saints But we can do that Swap three for me nah, I'll swap I'm the Packers I'll put the Packers Just because they beat The Saints earlier mm-hmm. So then Saints Four and number five I agree with the Titans People sleep that The Titans were in the AFC championship exactly. Last year You know And, and now they're get Catching fire Yeah Like Derrick Henry this Is averaging last year. like 150 to 200 a week yep. Like he did last year Towards yeah. the end of the season He was having 200 yard games yep. With three touchdowns Yeah And you do not want Any parts of veteran oh, Derrick yeah. Henry. I, I was scared last year when they were coming to Arrowhead because I'm like, man, we can't stop their yeah. run, but we just did a hell of a job and stopping I, their run. I've always had I've always had love for uh Tannehill because he's not scared. No, yeah. Like he's, he's a safe al- quarterback, he's but always, he's willing to make that big play. He's always been willing to do what was necessary and make the big play. So he likes those moments. Mm-hmm. So I like him in clutch situations where it's like, hey, we got to get this W right now, even if it's a run play. You know that that's set up by the coach or whatever they got to do with. Is it Vrabel that's out there? Mike Vrabel. Yeah, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, yeah. Mike Vrabel. Good coach. Yeah. See, that's a, that's a Patriots coach. Patriots coach that did all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to he used to play uh, for the Chiefs, so that worked out for him too. Here we go. No, but uh, did he win championship out there? No, no he, didn't. he didn't. You just won one yeah. after 100 million years. So but, I'm, uh, close. I'm close to you, Michael. I got Steelers one, Chiefs two, New Orleans three, Green Bay four, and Tennessee rounding out with. King Henry being the beast that he is, an unstoppable monster. Tennessee moving that body, man, doing his thing. Don't so, um, that's an episode, man. That's that's Courtside Radio, Courtside Monday. We hope that we entertained you. We hope that you we brought you a good time. Uh, for your friends who missed it, make sure you let them know to tap in uh, through the Good News Radio app, where they can listen to all of our episodes, including episode number one, which was uh, three years ago. So make sure you guys uh, tap in. Uh, make sure you have your friends tap in if they miss. Don't forget, we are back on our original day, Thursday. So you know we go two days. A week monday thursday so we are back here thursday to where training camp is, is going to be starting the nba so we're going to be able to talk about that we're going to have some more stuff for the culture uh you know the hate nas michael segment hope you're all ready for that but course our radio course our monday we did this thing bruce mike you got any words before we get up out of here and be safe out there wear a mask wash your hands like we told y'all last week we expect to get shut down again on wednesday completely um so be prepared for that um, and I don't mean go out and buy all the toilet paper, like, I don't which think they already started. Yeah, like y'all been buying yeah. toilet paper since the election. But like I say, <laughs> just be safe. Mental health is no joke. Everybody be respectful to each other and show love. Be positive. Keep the peace. Facts. You got anything, Mike? I got some. Just grow through what you go through. 
stay positive, stay focused. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take of any, any take, can't take care of anyone else. You also have to make sure focus on your actual goals. Don't live your life off other people's thinking. Fact. You can be great. You have to make the sacrifices and be consistent. Love you. So, hey, man, before we get about here, major shout out to my guy, man. Uh, a player I coached through his entire high school career, four years. Now he's playing at Cal State Northridge. Uh, three games in. I got to see how he finished today, but I know at uh, two freshmen into the first half, he had seven points, three rebounds, one assist uh, with Northridge. So shout out to my guy, Ahmad, man, doing his thing, make, making his dreams come true, man, trying to trying to get to that league and get that education. But this is Courtside Radio. We thank you guys for tuning in to the Treacherous 3. Uh, Bruce about to take us out of here with a banger. Well, we thank you guys. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Courtside Radio. Follow the Good News Radio, TGN sports Mike to PG Bruce Courtside uh, out of Pappy because hey we are blazing the trail that you want to make sure you're a part of thank you for tuning in we are out of here peace, peace. yeah yeah yeah